Welcome to the Within Us podcast. My name is Azriella Jankovic and I am your host. Within Us is here to further your well-being, mental, physical, and spiritual, so that together we can build a better, kinder world. This is your place for the transformational tools and strategies you need to tap into that holistic wellness, mindfulness, and emotional awareness. Today is April 22nd, and this episode is going to be different than past episodes. I feel so grateful to have had so many wonderful guests on the show. And that said, there's so much I want to share with you. And I feel like when I interview my guests, it's incredible to highlight these people. And I also want to share with you and really speak from the heart. And there's so much that I want to give over. So I'm going to start doing that a little bit more often. Yesterday, I interviewed someone named Shira Gura. And she has developed some tools, some transformational tools that I think are really interesting. And I'm excited to air her episode. But I wanna share a little story with you about what happened with her and another one of my podcast guests and to me involving my dreams. It was a whole wild thing. And really this day has just been otherworldly in a lot of regards. So yesterday I interviewed Shira and Over the past few weeks, I've been getting into my dreams and trying to understand dreams from really a scientific perspective. So I came across someone by the name of Dr. Leslie Ellis, and she's a PhD psychologist who studies dreams. She has developed protocols to deal with nightmares, and she also helps people tune into the meaning of their dreams, become more conscious of their dreams, and use their their dreams and their awareness of dreams as tools to transform their lives. So I'm really just starting to learn about this now, but I went through her basic course, and just in these three videos that I watched, I started becoming more conscious of my dreams recently. And last night in my dream, I actually woke up this morning to this message that I should join the pod, the I should join the Facebook group of my podcast guest from yesterday. So I said, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go on Facebook, I'm gonna join the group. Before I got around to that, I checked my emails and I came across an email from my mom, and the subject of the email was very sad news. Now, today on the calendar in Israel, really around the world, it's Holocaust Remembrance Day. And the Holocaust Remembrance Day has global significance. It has also special significance in our family because my husband descends from survivors of the Holocaust. His grandfather and his grandmother on his father's side both lived through the camps. And while I never had a chance to meet them, they both passed away before I met my husband, I did meet his his grandfather's brother by the name of Leon Weiss of Blessed Memory. And he was a survivor. He lived through the camps, through the worst of nightmarish situations from a very young age. And actually when he got into the camps, he was a young teen. He was, I think around 12 or 13. He actually to this day like he doesn't know he he didn't know until the day to the day he died he didn't really know his exact age because he'd been through so much trauma in his life but when he got to the camps his he he was wearing some high shoes his shoes had some extra height and because of that because of this extra like millimeter in his shoes he wasn't sent off with the kids he was sent in the line of the adults who went to the right to live instead of the left to die And his whole experience through these camps was just one big miracle story. And I was so blessed and so fortunate to get to know him really well in the end of his life. And he became a really foundational person in 
our family. We used to visit him on Sundays. We'd go to his house. He would come to our house for holiday dinners and we just became really, really close. And I always was in awe of his bravery and his resilience really and his ability to use humor in life and maintain a a positive attitude and you know it's complicated it's complicated he went through so much and the people who survived went through so much and on a day like today I I think about him and how much I admire what he was able to do after he survived and the miracle that he survived and I also think about all of the other siblings that they had who perished and all of the people who perished 5,000 people every single day more than 5,000 people every single day were murdered because of their person because of their religion because of their sexual orientation because of their ethnicity and because of hate because of baseless hate and there's absolutely no reason no reason for that and it's still going on it's still going on in our world and there is suffering and so what do we do what do we do about it I think first and foremost the person who comes to mind for me who really transformed my own understanding of the Holocaust and of suffering is Dr. Edith Eva Eger. And she has been interviewed by Oprah a few times, actually recently as well. She also has written two books. And in her books, she details the story of her entering the death camps from a young age. And she was a dancer when she was a girl. And when she got to the camp, she was told by her mother Little Edie, nobody can take from you that which you hold in your mind. And it was those words that helped her through complete nightmares. She was forced to dance in front of the Nazi soldiers. And as she recalls that day, she recalls imagining that she was dancing in the opera house and she was able to bring herself to a place in her mind so that she could cope and she could survive. And she is now 91 years old and she teaches people how to deal with trauma. And she's someone whose work I'm very interested in and I wanna continue learning more about. And one thing that's so amazing that she's imparted upon me is this idea that she says, now I would never have said this on my own, but she survived the Holocaust and here's what she says. She says that anyone can suffer the prison of their mind. No matter what their life looks like on the outside, they can suffer in the prison of the mind. She says the Auschwitz of the mind. And when I heard her say that, I felt suddenly freed in a certain way because I think there's a human tendency really to compare our suffering to there's an egoistic tendency to compare when I'm suffering I'm having a hard day maybe whatever it is my coffee wasn't hot enough at the coffee shop we could take a really simple example Um, I didn't get the right drink at the coffee shop we've all seen that happen before right Or even something like work isn't going so well and I'm having trouble paying my bills. So someone might take an example like that, which is genuinely scary, genuinely difficult, genuinely traumatic and can lead to suffering. And yet reject the suffering and say, no, I don't deserve to suffer because I live in the first world and, you know, I'm not a prisoner of the Holocaust. Make make a comparison like that. So on one hand, I think it's huge to maintain perspective and to recognize what we have and to have gratitude for what we have. And in the same moment, if we can acknowledge our personal situation and work through it, we can really get somewhere. And I think what Dr. Edie imparted upon me is this reality that suffering is a subjective experience 
and we have no idea how someone is feeling, whether they're thriving or whether they're suffering, from what we hear and what we see on the outside. We, we really, we don't know. And we also can't compare our suffering to that suffering of anybody else because it's, it's not something that can be done. So that's something I think about a lot and I think it's really liberating. And today, when I woke up and I checked my email and it was from my mom and she said, really sad news, I opened it up. I thought it was going to be something about Holocaust Remembrance Day. No. It was the news that the son of a close family friend of ours, actually the son of a woman who was my very first mentor when I was growing up, she was the principal of the Sunday school that I attended as a child. And she gave me my first job as a teacher's assistant. And then she promoted me to her assistant and she hired me to be a teacher, a full-fledged teacher when I was still in high school. And I think I was one of the only teachers that was ever hired at such a young age, but she really mentored me and she really believed in me and she saved me in a lot of ways because my life in high school was really, really hard. So. I woke up to the news that this woman, God bless her soul, lost her son. And she lost her son yesterday on April 20th, 2020 in San Francisco in a most tragic way. He was attacked and he was brutally murdered for absolutely no reason. This is shocking. And it's shocking. He did absolutely nothing to deserve this. So yes, I woke up to some incredibly sad news. And as I was reading it, I was feeling so compelled, like I wanna reach out, I wanna let her know I care, what do I say, what do I do? There are no words in a time like this. And it was so apparent to me. So I wake up, I had just had a dream about my friend Shira who I interviewed yesterday and how I should join her Facebook group. So I hop on her Facebook group. There's like 1,500 people in the group. And I make my first post and I write, thank you for creating this group. So nice to be here. I want to share what I just learned. A friend of mine lost her son in a brutal murder. And I'm beyond words. I, I really don't know what to say to her. I don't know what to do. And that's what I posted. Two hours later, she contacts me and she says, you're never going to believe this, but your friend's sister is in my Facebook group. So I've never met my friend's sister, the aunt of this man who, who died yesterday. But I thought it was just one of those moments, this moment of confirmation where we're meant to connect on some level and you know it's a very very tiny consolation in the scheme of things I don't think there's anything that can be said to make this better or make this go away I have no idea what my friend must be going through but I you hear the story your heart's in pain right now my heart's in pain our hearts are in pain when we hear this and so what do we do I walked out into the balcony this morning at 10 a.m. Here in Israel, every year on Holocaust Remembrance Day, at 10 a.m., there is a siren. And when the siren sounds, it's customary to stand still in commemoration and in honor of those who went through the Holocaust. So as I stood outside, I gazed up at the sky and I gazed out into the beautiful Ayalon Valley here in Israel where I live where the miracle of the book of Joshua happened, where the sun stood still in the valley. And I think about miracles all the time when I gaze out into the valley. And I closed my eyes and I asked the souls of the departed, what do you want me to hear right now? And as I took in the siren with all of my senses, I listened and I heard their voices, the voices of those that I've known and the voices of those that I never had the privilege to meet. And what did they say to me?
They said, serve with your whole heart. This world needs you. Show up. Use what you have and help. Help people. You know something that someone else doesn't. Teach. Love. Embrace your family. Speak from your heart. Love your neighbors. Love the stranger. Do not fear the stranger. The only stranger is the stranger within. And I listened. And it was such a beautiful moment because I felt like I was connecting with the other side the side of real perfection, of wholeness, of people who have been there. They've seen it and now they're complete and they're smiling down on us. And every single time we do something kind or we do something courageous or compassionate and we aim to do our part, they shower us with light and with blessing and they all do everything they can to support us on our journeys. And I believe that, I believe that fully. And you know, I, I might come off as esoteric to some of you, but I assure you there is so much written in the mystical texts and even in studies, even in modern studies about life after death and how this all works. In a few weeks, I'm gonna be having a special guest on the show named Eli Spitz. He's a conservative Jewish rabbi who lives in Southern California and he's a scholar on the afterlife. So he wrote an incredible book many years ago called Does the Soul Survive? And he's gonna come on and we're gonna talk about this but that moment this morning of just really connecting, you know, reminded me, I feel like I'm going to do it more often. I definitely feel that we're being guided. And I'm curious to hear from you if you've ever had that feeling. I know some of my listeners have shared with me in the past that they've lost beloved family members. I even have a listener who lost her husband who shared a beautiful story with me where she felt like she was really being watched over. So those were some of the messages that came through for me this morning. And I thought it was really appropriate because I've been trying some new things lately. And one of the new things that I've been doing because we're all home and because it's this different time, I'm not running to Jerusalem and seeing clients and running to meetings, I'm home. And because I'm home, I have packaged my mastermind coaching group and created new iterations and new ways of helping people. So one of the things I did was that I created a seminar all about purpose. I gave the seminar two times this week. It filled up so fast, it filled up in 12 hours that I decided what I would do is I would make a webinar and I was hesitant to do it because my masterminds are all about human connection, all about connecting people, having real authentic conversations, and this idea that we are surrounded in all moments by people who know things that we don't. And so if we can really capitalize on the skills, the knowledge, the ability, the enthusiasm, the, the connections and networks and resources of people around us, and we can share all of those things of our own, we can do so much. So I packaged up one of the activities that I do in the 12-week mastermind into an hour session. And I decided that this week, Thursday, April 23rd, I'm gonna make a big one. And I'm gonna share the same content and we're not gonna be able to go around the circle because we'll have far more than 10 people there, but we will be able to break off into small groups, which is one of my favorite parts because it really gives 
everyone the opportunity to speak and to process and it gives everyone space and space to really connect and go deep so that's happening april 23rd thursday super excited if you want in on this if you are listening to this before april 23rd you can visit my website and let me know and so visit my website drozzy.co let me know you're interested i will get you in there and if you are hearing this after april 23rd i have the recording for you in this episode so you're going to get a taste for what it's all about this episode is a recording of the group that was done on this past sunday it was a small intimate group and you're gonna get a chance to experience a couple meditations as you listen, and you can try out the activities as well, so you can do those, and there are also some really great tools that you can take with you and you can use in any moment to help you in this time or in any time. The purpose of the mastermind is to turn this transition into a transformation. You might have a goal that you've been putting off for whatever reason and this particular mastermind this session this seminar is going to help you get past the excuses get past the fears and clarify your purpose so that you can move forward and have real movement in that direction so with nothing further you're going to get to experience this it's going to be awesome and I will see you at the end. I'll wrap this up and I have some really exciting news to share with you. I'm gonna be giving away scholarships to this program and all the details are gonna be available right after the show. The course itself is about 40 minutes, so I will see you at right about an hour and I'll give you all the deets for how you can get a scholarship to my program. I have 12 week groups opening up in the beginning of May and I would love, love, love to have you there. So if you enjoy this and you think this is something you're interested in learning more about, let's make it happen. Good evening and welcome. My name is Azriella Jankovic. And I first discovered the concept of masterminding and accountability when I was getting a doctorate about eight years ago. And what I learned was that the School of Education, the School of Business, and several other departments were creating accountability groups in order to ensure graduation and success of the students. We learned a few things about the power of a group and group dynamics in that essentially when you are in an accountability group, you have a 200% greater chance of achieving any goal that you set forth for yourself, just simply by having an accountability group. These types of groups, these mastermind groups really date back quite a ways. I'm sure we could find evidence of them in ancient history. In more recent history, one of the famous groups was started by Benjamin Franklin in the 1730s. And what he used to do, because he himself only had two years of formal schooling, he would assemble people on a Friday night on top of his shop. And they had a very strategic way of going around and sharing information with one another. He attributes much of his success to this particular group. And I think it really speaks to the fact that we are constantly surrounded by people who know things that you don't, who can possibly help you if their knowledge and skills and resources are tapped into. So in a group like this, this is exactly what we do. That's the crux of a mastermind in terms of really harnessing the knowledge, skills, abilities of a network, a strong group of people. And tonight you're gonna get a taste of masterminding. I run mastermind groups on a weekly basis. And the groups that I've been doing are for female business women who have particular business goals and perhaps they're facing fears or roadblocks or they're coming up against some resistance in terms of getting from point A to point B. And this group is a really strategic place of support and accountability for them 
in terms of helping them along um, on the way to their goal. We're gonna start off with a meditation. We're gonna talk a little bit about goals and how you can optimize your goals. We will go around and we will introduce each other and get to know everybody who's here in the circle. And we're also gonna do a deep dive into purpose. And you'll learn why tapping into purpose is a really powerful practice in terms of learning how to face our fears. Because we all have fears when it comes to achieving goals, when it comes to trying new things, putting ourselves out there. We are wired with fear and fear is a very intelligent response. And yet with the ability to tap into our purpose and really concretize what our purpose is, we can move past the fear. Now that everyone is assembled, we're gonna start with a meditation actually. And if you wanna go ahead and make sure there are no notifications going off on your phone or computer, give yourself a minute to turn everything off. This very short yet powerful practice is something that you can do in any moment to shift yourself out of fear, stress, anxiety, and into a higher state of brain functioning. This creativity that is available to young children in any moment is available to us when we can shift into the higher states of functioning, really tapping into your prefrontal cortex, which is what we're gonna go ahead and do now. The first step is to simply close your eyes. You can sense the chair that you're sitting in, your feet against the floor. Just simply notice your breath what it feels like to be inhaling without making any changes. Just notice the sensation of your breath. Sense your feet on the floor. This time as you breathe in, allow relaxation to enter. Slowly fill you and breathe out any stuck energy. Now we're gonna be consciously slowing our breath. You can put your left hand on your heart, you can put your right hand on your belly and feel the sensation of the breath entering, filling you up through your belly and slowly exiting. We're gonna breathe in for six. We're gonna hold for five and breathe slowly out for seven. We're gonna do that three times. And as you breathe with your hand on your heart and your eyes closed, direct your energy to the space around your heart. As you do that, go ahead and bring up a moment, a memory, one moment, however seemingly small, where you were standing in service. You were helping. You were doing an act of kindness. However seemingly small, bring your attention to that moment. As we breathe, we're going to start in through your nose now. Two, three, four, five. Hold. Two, three. Slowly breathe out. One more time, returning to that image in your mind, breathing in. and holding and slowly out, allowing yourself to relax into that moment. Taking one more breath in. Holding. slowly releasing. Holding on to that memory, that sensation, 
you can slowly relax your hands, relax your shoulders, shake out your hands. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes because we're gonna go ahead and move into this next activity. So we're gonna talk a little bit about our goals today. We're gonna to talk about setting one goal. And for those of you who are working towards business goals, it could be a business goal. If it's a personal goal, something you wanna achieve for yourself, something you wanna achieve in a relationship, it can really be anything that is meaningful for you. However, we're gonna clarify right now that this goal is aligned with goal science. What do I mean by that? When we set a goal, we wanna make sure that it's clear and measurable. I might say something like, I want to be a better mother. I want to have a better relationship with my kids. What does that mean? What does that look like? And how will I know when I have achieved it? The number one problem people have with goals is that they are unclear. They might say something like, I want to be a better mom or I want to be successful. Well, what do those things look like and how can we concretely measure them to know that we're moving forward? because when we feel that we're moving forward, we can sustain our motivation. So is the goal clear and is the goal measurable? That's number one. How will you know when, when you've gotten there? Number two is that the goal can be broken down into a long-term, this distal, larger goal. In our groups, we work with 12-week goals. I think they're really manageable. It's, it's a clear amount of time. It's three months. And so that would be our long-term. You can have your three-year, your five-year plan. Those things are all fine and good, but I like to use 12 weeks as the distal. And then from that 12-week goal, we're going to break it down into steps per week. And you can go further and you can go into like steps per day. You can put it into your calendar in terms of something that you'll do every day at 9.30 in the morning. It can be that clear and that built into your schedule. So I could literally move from saying, well, I want a better relationship with my kids to, okay, what does that look like for me? It looks like me spending X amount of time with each child, these times, these dates, and build it into my calendar. Will I know that I've achieved it and that I've done it? Absolutely. You're building it into your schedule and making it really doable. The next step is really key, and this is what's going to help in terms of facing any fears, any roadblocks that come up between you and the goal, is your clarity of purpose. Do you value this goal, and are you motivated to achieve it? And that's exactly what we're going to clarify in our activity today. We're going to go around. Everyone's going to have to a minute because it'll give us more time to really do the deep dive into the why exercise. We're going to do introductions. So we're going to start with your name, your location, and when I'm at my best, I like to. So this could really be anything. It could be business. It could be personal. It could be something fun. When I'm at my best, I like to. So you can go ahead and take a moment to think about what that is now. Thank you so much. So we spoke for a moment about goals and now we're gonna do an activity with a goal. I wanna clarify and make sure that the goal you're choosing satisfies these three requirements. Is it clear and measurable? Can it be broken into steps? And do you really value achieving that goal? So before we do this, purpose clarifying activity, I want to make sure just to see if there's any questions in terms of perhaps you're thinking about a goal. Now, you don't have to be married to it. We're playing here. You know, it can be something that you just want to explore further. It's not as though we have to set a goal and make a plan. This is really an exploration. You can feel free to be creative and really just explore. Perhaps you've been wanting to do, maybe, maybe you've been putting it off. Maybe it's been in the back of your mind. 
go ahead and, and write that one thing down at the top of a piece of paper. Okay. So you have your goal, you know that it can be broken down and you believe that this is a valuable goal. Now, this is where things get interesting and exciting. We're gonna do an activity called the seven whys. And the way that it works is as follows. Do I have anybody who wants to volunteer to be in the hot seat to be? So the way that it works is like this. I ask you, what is your goal? I my goal is to make more time for myself. So now I'm gonna go through the steps with you. Is that measurable? What does that look like in terms of how will you measure your making time for yourself? Well, if it occurs, <laughs> I mean, currently I try to have like notifications on my phone and I have self-care protocols in place. And then in real time, I am juggling being the go-between two families and then my responsibilities to my children, my responsibilities outside of that. And so the thing I do let go is the commitments that I make to myself. Those are the things that I break. And I don't break my commitments to others. So I really want to figure out a way, to, an accountability system. Okay, incredible. So you are aware that when you go to set your goal, you're going to put X amount of minutes. You, you already have that written out for yourself. I what? do, but the follow through is missing. Okay. Perfect. You're, you're in great shape because as long as they're clear and measurable, that's all you really need right now. Can this be broken into steps? Is it something you could put on your calendar? And, and, and Okay, got it. So now we get into the why. I'm going to ask you, and this is what you're going to do with your partners. You're going to ask your partner seven times in a row, and it's the only thing you're going to say to your partners. I'll show you what it looks like. Lisa, you want to make more time to take care of yourself. You want to make that a part of your day. Why? Because I'm better for everyone, including myself, when I am able to, you know, charge my batteries, so to speak, and gather perspective so that I'm not giving from an empty cup. Okay. Why? Because I have a responsibility in terms of my health and... It, it, it's negligent to a certain extent to be careful and thoughtful of the needs of others and to not respect my body's and, and mental needs for, for attention. Okay, so as I'm listening to Lisa, my only job is to listen as though I have to repeat every single word that she has said. I'm not going to tell her it's a good idea or it's not a good idea. There's no qualifying what she's saying. I'm listening to remember, and I'm asking her why. Okay, so you just said, Lisa, that it's negligent for you to put other people's needs before yourself. So I'm gonna follow up no, with you, no, I'm no. gonna ask you why. Because I've seen the effects of it. I think that physically, it, it can compromise my health. I think that mentally, I'm a different person and God created me as a spiritual being with gifts to give this world. And when I, when I don't respect the needs of my soul, then I'm not fulfilling my purpose. And that's, that's frustrating. Why? Because time is not infinite. <laughs> Essentially, I'm going to keep asking why and listening. Every time people do this, they are tempted to share their thoughts and ideas. But the only thing you're doing here is you're asking why? and you're listening to remember. And I'll tell you, as much as it's tempting to kind of jump in and have a conversation, the activity is really building your ability to listen empathetically, which means that you are connecting to the subjective experience of the person that you're listening to. Does that make sense to everyone? Okay, so we're gonna go ahead and break out. We'll do this in pairs. And each person, go ahead and share for seven minutes and I will send a notification after about six minutes that it's almost time to switch partners. I'll also send one toward the end of when the second person is sharing. 
go ahead and write down your goal at the top of the paper. If you want to take notes while your partner is sharing with you, you can. Remember, it's what is your goal, making sure it's measurable, and then just why seven times. You have a question? Yeah. Are, are we meant to be repeating this afterwards back, or we're just only meant to be listening? I mean, I want to listen, but do I have to, is it like Imago where you're repeating it back to the person? Just, no, you're just, just listen. listen. Just listen to remember as though okay. you could repeat it back. All right, I will see you back here shortly. Just really coming back to why is a purpose clarifying activity. We can do it anytime. Anytime we need to make a decision, we can sit, we can ask ourselves why, we can listen. And the more that we can hear the thoughts, right? Because there are all kinds of thoughts and they might be coming from people who, they can come from our, what would our ancestors have said? What are our friends saying? What are our parents saying? What are the different thoughts saying? And they're thoughts, they're just there. And the more that we can acknowledge them and hear them out and really give them a space to talk, we can keep digging in deeper and deeper and getting to that bottom why, that really deep core. What is the purpose? What is driving me? And for those of you coming back now, I'm glad you're smiling and laughing. Looks like you've made progress. So, and, and I was just saying that this activity is something you can definitely do anytime on your own. Anytime you want to get clarity, should I go this direction or that direction? What should I do right now? Like really taking that breath and allowing yourself to regulate for a minute and tuning into why and just listening to the thoughts because the thoughts aren't you, the thoughts are just there. And if we can acknowledge them and we can see them as something outside of ourselves, we can give them a space and then we can go deeper. So really giving them a space, giving the thoughts a space to speak and then, and then moving deeper is a powerful practice. A few weeks ago, I interviewed Rabbi Tversky, and he shared something that I don't really think I'd ever heard that like made so clear. And what he said was the following thing. He said that people oftentimes think that the evil inclination is driving us away from doing good, driving us to sin. But the strongest power is to make us doubt ourselves. It's the fear and the doubt that we face, the fear that stands in between us and that goal, whatever the goal is, whether it's carving out that time for the daily workout or launching the new business or reaching out to someone that you want to connect with, all of those self-doubting, fearful thoughts that come in, we can acknowledge them, we can listen to them, we can sit in the shade and hear what they have to say. They're like the little purple emoji with the devil ears. The little purple emoji has what to say and we can give it space and dig deeper and ask ourselves, no, what's the real why? Why do I wanna do this? Okay, I'm scared. I have this fear, there's self-doubt, but why do I really wanna do this? And tap into it and, and let that be heard as well. So I hope that you got a taste for what that experience can look like. And this empathetic listening is something that you can practice. It's a really powerful thing to do. Like if you notice yourself in a heated conversation, like you just feel kind of uncomfortable or annoyed or impatient or in a conversation for whatever reason, like you just don't want to be in, you could just practice this skill, which is listening to remember. And it's a way of shifting and just being present. So it can be a powerful tool to, to use. As long as you can notice what you're feeling, you can definitely utilize that tool. Okay, so we got our seven whys. And I wanted to go around briefly before we finish up and give anyone an opportunity who wants to share what your seventh why was. Like if you really got down to something at the end of the exercise, what you came up with. I could share. Okay, great. I thought, I thought it was really funny how I started out saying that I want to work out for an hour a day and how by the end of the wise, it ended with, because it's the purpose of my life, <laughs> you know, like that exercise is so essential. It, it, it goes down to the core of like, it's how you express your purpose. That was powerful. You really got to it. And you really addressed that from a self-care perspective. Yeah. And also really creating space for the different parts of yourself. 
So let me ask you a question. Do you feel like because of that, this exercise will be more actionable for you? Yes, because the, the association that I have with it is more meaningful. I don't see it as just like, oh, I need to exercise. But I see it as by achieving that, I'll be able to manifest my bigger goal, which is actualizing my potential. Thank you so much for sharing with us. And so in order to be creative, in order to journal, in order to get our thoughts out, we need to allow ourselves to let go of judgment, even if it's for a set amount of time. It's not easily done, especially when we grow up, you know, as children and everything we do gets graded, right? Like we're looking at our writing, we're thinking, oh my, how's my handwriting and how's my spelling and what I just wrote something and how could I say something like that? That's so mean or we're qualifying our emotions or our feelings. And that's a very uncomfortable place to be. So when it comes to journaling or an activity like this, everything you say is fine. Every emotion you have is valid. Every experience can be given its place because at the end of the day, you're always growing. And what we resist persists. What we resist persists. So giving those thoughts, you didn't create them. You didn't make them up, right? And we've all been programmed from different people and different experiences in different ways. And there are thoughts in all of our minds and all of our beings and giving them a place just to to have air and just to be aired out and just to be in that journal, if you can do it without judging yourself, it could really open something up for you. I judge myself more that I'm not doing the journaling. Like you're a failure. You didn't do your journaling. Like what's wrong with you? You can't find two minutes. That's like more of the issue. I've been trying to write down three gratitudes a day. Like that's kind of like where I've started with it which I do most days, but not all days. It's been hard. Can you give yourself like a flexible four days a week or, you know? Yeah, that's a way to start, I guess. And then it becomes a habit. Like that's the whole thing. It's start small and then it's a habit. A hundred percent. And even the fact that you're noticing, oh, I'm judging myself for not journaling. That in itself, yeah. it's so powerful to recognize what are these thoughts going through our minds? We can be so hard on ourselves. Right. It's not helpful. Right. No. It's definitely not. And especially right now. So what is something you could say to yourself when you have those thoughts of a judgmental, why am I not journaling? What could you say instead? I mean, I'm doing the best that I can, right? Like given the circumstances, I'm, I'm doing the best that I can. So I just have to tell myself, like, you're doing the best that you can. You got this, like, but it's so hard. Like everything messes with my head right now. I think I hit rock bottom this week. That was the problem like with this whole thing. So. You're not alone. <laughs> you are not alone. You are not alone. And so a lot of people are saying just having that short practice of one deep breath, even a moment, a minute, telling yourself something in your mind, reminding yourself that one mantra, whatever it is for you, it could be you're doing a great job. This is such a difficult circumstance. And just keep repeating, right. you know, eventually yeah. this will make deeper tracks in your brain. We're going to go ahead and close off. And we're going to close off with a meditation. So again, close your eyes and imagine for a moment that you're waking up in the morning three months from now and tuning into your breath, allowing yourself to relax. Imagine yourself, you're waking up 12 weeks from now in your bed and you're setting your feet onto the floor walking through your morning routine knowing that you've achieved your goal and as you're looking around your home you're noticing the way things appear the people the energy, the way that your body moves, the expression on your face. And the way that your body feels. Knowing that you've done the work, 
tuning in to your heart and sensing how does this feel? Spend a moment here and tune in with how your body feels, how your heart feels to be in this moment and you're going to ask this person a question and the question is how did you get here? How did you do it? And you're just going to listen. So I'm going to ring a bell three times and on each ring you're going to ask how and you're going to listen to what she shares with you. Tuning in to what she looks like, you can see her. You can sense her felt energy and what she radiates. Listening to what she is sharing with you. I'm taking in her wisdom. We're gonna go ahead and when you're ready, say goodbye to her for now. She's always there. We're gonna come back to the group. And if you have a piece of paper next to you, a piece of paper, a post-it note, go ahead and write yourself a note from her. And she's congratulating you on having done this one thing. And when you're ready, you can look up. Everybody has your note, which is wonderful. Okay. Thank you so much for being here. I really want to acknowledge each one of you. For showing up. I think it can be so challenging to make the time for ourselves. but I think there's one recurring theme from this evening is that when we can really carve out that time, we are giving ourselves so much that in turn we can give to the world in really greater capacities. I want to acknowledge you all for being here and for coming and for making this circle as special as it was. I want to also take a couple minutes to answer any questions that you might have for me. These groups are something that I do every week and I've had a business oriented group going on and I've been wanting to shift into something a little bit more spiritual, a little more focused on bringing out our inner light and really manifesting our greatest potential. So if that's something that you'd be interested in on a weekly or a monthly basis, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear how something like this could be helpful for you uh, moving forward. Thanks, Oz. I was just going to say, Kola Kavod, for doing this. It really kind of, it's nice. It feels social. And uh, some of you I know, and some of you I'm just getting to know, and I'm super appreciative of it.
If you were like, hey, pop on every Sunday continuously, I'd hop on because it seems like a great group of women and I'd like to get to know all of you better. So nice. I am so happy to have you here. This has been really, really special. Thank you for being here. So I also found this wonderful and I feel like Kendra and I were talking so much that we, neither of us finished our seven whys and I, she said to me, I have so many ideas for you. I'm like, <laughs> okay, I need to talk to her because she's got me. I like, I've got these, like, what, what is she going to suggest? I've never met anybody here before. And yet there's a desire to share, to give, to help. And it's fantastic networking. It's meeting women in a very special setting that is unique. And I thank you for offering that. You're, you're so calm and smiling. It's wonderful. It's just a treat. Thank you. Oh, the, thank this you. whole pandemic is just so refreshing yeah. to, to, to see your face and to so hear glad. your calming voice. I'm so, so glad. Thank you. So, I'm really happy to meet you and I'm happy to be here. And I think what you said about sharing ideas, our essence is to give. Like the essence of this universe is a gift. We've been given so much, oftentimes so much that we can't even see it. The fish doesn't know the water it's swimming in. We are gifted with so much and it is our essence to emulate that and to give. So often we walk around our daily lives, it's easy to get habituated into certain patterns. And then coming together in this group, we realize our essence is kindness. It is all we want to do. There is no requirement here other than show up and be authentic and share. And, and that's where the magic happens. It's really something else. I have a question. In, sure. in the groups that you um, lead, is there like specific set of bid for a specific project or, because what we did today was like smaller sort of goals, but if we have bigger projects and bigger goals that we're developing, how do you work with people on that? So first of all, I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. I like to do groups more than one-on-one -on -one coaching because I believe that we learn more from our peers. I see myself more as a facilitator, but I definitely do some coaching. So I have that. In terms of the groups, my typical, what I've done up until this point, that's an hour a week for three months. It's probably going to be a bigger group, but we're going to break into smaller pods. So it would be learning, inspirational ideas, some spirituality, really mind, body, spirit, all in yeah. one, everything based in research, totally aligned with Torah as well, but universal. Yeah. So anybody can join. Yeah. I think that's really <laughs> wonderful. It's a nice way to conclude. And I want to thank you all for being here. So I'm going to go ahead and end the meeting and I'll see you soon. Thanks so much. So you got an experience for what the masterminding circles are like. And there are all sorts of activities just like this one that I do in the groups. I'm so excited to do this work and I'm really excited to welcome you into a circle if this is something that speaks to you. So what you can do to join a circle, there's one happening on Thursday, April 23rd. It's a free circle and you can go ahead and click the link in the show notes to sign up for that circle. Someone asked me the other day, they, she said, I'm really shy and I don't wanna participate in the group. So this would actually be a perfect circle for you. It's a big group, there is no mandatory participation. We will break out into partners. So if you wanna go ahead and sign up and also send me a little note and let me know when you do your sign up that you want to stay with me rather than, you know, if you're feeling like you don't want to do the partner work or you don't want to speak, nothing is mandatory here. Really incredible news. If you want to win a seat to one of my 12-week programs, I'm giving away seats. Here's how you get your raffle ticket. You can review the podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen and send me a screenshot. Send me a screenshot to my Instagram, Azriella underscore Jankovic, or you can look for Within Us podcast and send it to me there. You can also share a story on Instagram about my podcast, about this episode, letting someone know that you benefited from this masterminding exercise. That's another way to get a ticket. You can share something, you can tag a friend, another one. 
You can post on Facebook. There you go. You can send an email and send me a screenshot of the email and your friend's reply when you share this with a friend. There is a link to share. It's a bit.ly link. It's going to be in the show notes. So anytime you share that link with a friend, show me your reply, tag a friend, share on social media, and send me your screenshots, tag me and send me your screenshots, you're going to get tickets. Yesterday, one of my participants already got five tickets. She made this whole amazing Instagram story. I also reposted it in my stories. So I will repost whatever you post in stories. I want to support you. And I'm excited that you're excited. So let's make this happen. I'm looking forward to seeing you in a circle soon. You can also hop over to my website, drazi.co. That's D-R-A-Z-I.co. Sign up there and you will get all the updates for future circles. Lots going on, lots of opportunities to connect. And I want to be here for you, whatever that looks like. So connect with me. Let me know. Let me know how I can help you. And I very much look forward to doing that and hope that this serves you. Have a blessed few days. I will see you back here soon. And we've got some great episodes coming up. I have someone who had a TED Talk. I came across his TED Talk about six months ago. I loved it so much. I reached out to him and, of course, invited him here on the podcast. That's coming up soon. And there are just there's just tons going on. There are incredible guests coming. I invited my friend David Innocencio to come on. He runs a program where he goes into juvenile prisons, actually also adult prisons, all over the United States and runs writing workshops. And I was so blessed to be a volunteer for that organization. I was able to go into juvenile prison in Los Angeles and do some writing and mentoring and meet some of the young adults there. And I'll tell you, my friends, it was really an eye-opening experience. So that episode's coming up in the next month or so. And I'm going to do some solo episodes. I'm going to start sharing my own tools for emotional awareness. You may or may not know that I have a book. It's called Beyond All Things, Insights to Awaken Joy, Purpose, and Spiritual Connection. And it's funny, I finished the book about a year ago, and I feel like there's so much in the book that I haven't even shared yet, and then there's so much that I've learned just in the last year since the book that that really makes an amazing add-on, and I want to start doing a lot more of that. I'm going to be hopping on Instagram Live starting today on my own and with friends, with guests, sharing transformational tools. If you are not following me on Instagram, you can do that. It's Azriella underscore Jankovic. And I'm going to put a link in the show notes to my Instagram because I have a really long name. And that's that. You can also just look on uh, Instagram for Within Us Podcast because that's my name under my handle. And you'll find me there. And that is about it, my friends. I am so happy you joined me. I really hope this serves you. And I'll see you here soon abundant blessings.